0: I would say our callings are scary. Callings uh, initiate fear and anxiety because a lot of times they're bigger than us. They're hard. Whenever you feel like you've done enough, do one more.
1: To another episode of the Wichita Live Podcast. My name is Landon. Today's sponsor is Il Primo Espresso Cafe. Il Primo is one of my favorite coffee shops in Wichita. I like to keep it simple and I love their Americanos or their black drip coffee. Try it out today on the east side or downtown. Today's guest is Daniel Rivera. Daniel is a sales representative for Faith to Influence. Faith to Influence focuses on helping men show up as leaders in businesses and in their families. They create a community and host retreats in Colorado Springs. Houston and soon to be Wichita. Enjoy my conversation with Daniel Rivera. All right, I'm here at Il Primo Espresso Cafe with Daniel Rivera. How are you doing, man? Doing well. Good yeah. to hear. Yeah. Good to hear. It's Up morning and early. Yes. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? A little bit about your um, what brought you to Wichita?
0: Yeah. So um, originally from Arizona, born and mm-hmm. raised in Scottsdale. First nine years of my life, mm-hmm. and then the latter nine until I was 18 was in the mountains of Arizona. And I uh, grew up an athlete. Yeah. So my uh, dream at the time was to play college sport. And the opportunity came up at Newman University to play baseball. Yep. Had a friend that I played with in uh, my high school. Came mm-hmm. out a year before me and said, hey, we've got a pretty cool team and uh, we need some outfielders. Yeah. And so that's, uh, that's what got me here. So played nice. uh, baseball. Mm-hmm for three years, and then, uh, well, practiced. I practiced a lot over there, <laughs> uh, and then ended up turning into a bowler uh, in my last year and a half there, so I went from baseball to bowling. Yeah, it's quite the yeah. turn. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I ended up here, and then um, cool. stayed since yeah. then, so I've been out here since 2005.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's a little bit different than the mountains and Arizona. <laughs> yeah, just <So>. a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going, coming out of school, did you know what you wanted to do for a career, or what, how did that path take off?
0: Yeah, so definitely a little bit different than what I went to school for. I was a biology major, mm-hmm. and um, when I was graduating, it was 2009, 2010, that transition, and so we had a little bit of the economy crash going on. Yep. So with that being said, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of opportunities with just a bachelor's degree, so right. I was going to have to go back to school. Um, unfortunately, I was going through uh, some things personally. I was mm-hmm. in a separation, ended up being a divorce. And so I needed to um, figure out some finances. Sure. And so I ended up getting this job with a company called Vector Marketing Okay, uh, my summer before I went into my last semester. Mm-hmm. And it ended up going pretty well. And so I stayed with it. So after I yep. graduated, I decided to run an office for that company. Very nice. um, and I ran an office in Hutchinson, Topeka, and then in Wichita for okay. about nine yep. years.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Okay, so you start out with Vector Marketing. Can you just tell us a little bit about what that is?
0: Yeah, so Vector Marketing is the marketing arm for a brand called Cutco Cutlery, Mm -hmm. and it's basically high-quality kitchen cutlery, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's really great stuff, and um, yeah, I just started out as a sales rep, and within a couple of months was promoted, and they promote pretty quick over there if you stick it out and and do decent, and I did, and so so yeah, I did that and then got into management. Once I got into management, I realized I really enjoyed that, really enjoyed coaching and mentoring, and... Uh, they work with a lot of college age individuals and yeah. so i was right out of that at that time when i got into management um but just continued to enjoy it and realized that that was really really my calling it was um i guess an inner gift that wasn't expressed and i never really was able to um use yeah with what i had done in the past i always been a quiet leader yeah and this was an opportunity that allowed me to be more vocal and really lead in that way and so really enjoyed it and um Ended up being pretty successful with it yeah. and did that for about a decade. So
1: Very cool. Did you yeah. ever think leading up to that you would be in management? Was that something that was on the radar?
0: No, absolutely not. That's actually why I was seeking a biology degree because uh, I was d- definitely more on the introverted side. Yeah, wasn't uh, much for... Dealing with people in conflict, and uh, definitely not a sales individual. I grew up with a mother that uh, didn't enjoy the sales conversation. And sure. so I thought salespeople uh, were just there to make mothers upset <laughs> and didn't want to be that person. Yeah. So, uh, but it was a misconception on sales. And obviously, I'd seen some individuals maybe do it the wrong way, or maybe yeah. my mom just didn't interact with them in a healthy manner. Yeah. So, anyways, realizing that it's not that um and there could be a lot of great value and impact that comes from people learning that skill set and realizing that no matter what you're doing sales is really just influence. Sure. And um the older I get the more I realize that it's really just life. I mean it's yeah. it, you're constantly using it to uh create influence over others and, and you do it you can do it in a manipulative way and it be negative. You can also do it in a really healthy way that really helps individuals see their full potential or invest in things that are going to benefit yeah. them in their future.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's a skill, like you said, I mean, you can kind of transition to anything in life, right? So, yeah. and help any aspect of your career. So I think it is good to have a background in that, regardless yeah. of who you are. Um, What other lessons did you learn during this decade at Vector? Were there anything that stood out or that you have kind of applied nowadays?
0: Yeah. So one of the things I used to teach a lot uh, to my representatives over there is... Mm-hmm. Really just sticking it out and just staying the course. Um, I would say that a lot of my success came from just not going anywhere. I just, I kept showing up. And if you keep showing up and you keep learning and you're growing and you're trying to get better, you will. And so that's just what happened. I wasn't really the best representative when I was around at the beginning. There was people that sold more than I did in the office. Mm -hmm. I wasn't the best branch manager when I tested that out, but... I stuck it out after that, and then mm-hmm. I wasn't the best district manager, but I just kept staying, yeah. and I wasn't going anywhere, and uh, so they they couldn't get rid of me, so they promoted me instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So I've just found that that it, that to be true because yeah. it seems like that's what uh, what can make the difference for individuals, even if they're performing better than you, right? They may not stick around, and if they're not around they got to put someone in that position. And so, um, not to say that you shouldn't be okay with less than, uh, you know, your best results, but you stick around, uh, things, things will get better and things will happen and you usually promote. So,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, it's similar to like your background as an athlete, right? I mean, I played sports growing up and it's the same thing. I maybe wasn't the most talented, but if you stick it out and then the other person's not working hard or doesn't show up, you get the opportunity. Yeah, that's true. So what, what was the transition from Vector? Were you looking for a change? What What was that process like?
0: Yeah, so I would say that uh, what started happening is I was being exposed to some different opportunities, uh, some different injustices, I would say, that mm-hmm. were going on, um, mainly in the, in the foster care world and then also with uh, just some landlording. I had some representatives that had some I'd say, slum-lording yeah. situations. Yeah. And w- so once you find out about things like that, you either do something about it or you got to live with it and, and know that there's that heartache out there and you're not doing anything about it. Sure. So that happened to me, I would say, about four years ago when mm-hmm. I first got exposed to some of this. And ever since then, I would say God really was tugging on my heart in certain yeah. ways to to make some more space. Well, I wasn't really able to do that um, where I was at. Right. So that being said... January of 2019 uh, th- January 31st I yeah. decided this is going to be my end date didn't know so what I was pretty recently do. then yeah yeah about a year a ago year, yeah and I, I just knew that I was going to be done I didn't know what I was going to do mm-hmm. and I wanted to be loyal to the company I was with because I'd been there for so long and yeah. didn't want to look for anything else <clears throat> didn't want to lose any of my energy towards that business right. and so I just said that's the end date but I'm not going to look and so I didn't and um and yeah, so that's that's what I what I did. I decided to end it then, and and really leave it in God's hands wherever He wanted to take yeah, me next. So. That,
1: I mean, that's hard to trust. Like that's a big step, yeah.
0: It was. It was. There was. But I will tell you that God brought me to a place where it was like really the only decision. Sure. If I continue moving forward in that direction, it, I just wasn't in a healthy place because of um, I knew I needed to do some things differently. Right. And um, actually, it was. Affecting me physically, like literally the, my heart was just acting funny Right. and being an athlete and, yeah. you know, doing all these things to have my heart acting funny. That was just my sign. Like yeah. I need to need to stop it. It was almost like I was saying, if you're not going to use your life my will and do what I'm calling you to. Yeah. I'll just take it from you. Right. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "All right, I'm listening." Yeah. <laughs> so, Sometimes that's what it takes though. Yes. I mean,
1: we're stubborn as a people, so. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and I think you might not have ended up with where you're at right now had you been looking and kind of mm-hmm. not waiting on God's timing and forcing mm-hmm. it yourself. I think that's another lesson that I've learned. It, it's not in our timing. So yes,
0: no. and you are 100% correct cuz yeah. I had I had something lined up right away. I wouldn't have ended up where I'm at today, because the way that all unfolded was definitely like a very last minute timing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, totally, totally a God thing for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. So now kind of taking the next step, Faith to Influence. What is Faith to Influence? What's your role right now? What are you doing?
0: Yeah. So decided to step out of my last position um, with with Vector Marketing uh, January 31st, two weeks before I did that. I ended up on a phone call with an individual named Justin Janowski. And I knew him from my Vector years. Mm -hmm. When I first came into Vector, he was kind of at the end of his career there. And so we had just crossed paths at a conference one time. So we were social media friends. I had him Mm -hmm. on Facebook, and we'd been that way for a decade, never interacted, never had a real conversation, not even ever said hi on there or even liked each other's posts. I mean, that's literally how unattached we were to each other. Well, he put up this story on his Facebook that talked about attracting Christian men that were entrepreneurs or in sales. And I said, oh, well, that's me. I'm going to click on this thing and see what Mm -hmm. it's about. And it's basically this retreat that he's running. And I had been to Tony Robbins. I've been through a lot of different, you know, leadership books and Mm -hmm. trainings. And I knew that that was going to be something I wanted to do at some point where it was personal development, professional development, but, but like Christ centered. Right. And, uh, so that's what this was. So I clicked on it cool. and I said, Hey, I'd like to like maybe partner with you. You know, I'm leaving vector here in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. And he said, well, I don't really have any revenue yet. Cause we're just getting started, but mm-hmm. I'd love to talk to you about what we're doing. I yeah. said, all right. And then I knew that he'd probably want to sell me whatever he's offering. So right. I said, you know, I'm leaving my job and I don't know where I'm going to be at financially. And I really don't know what my next job is going to be and where I'm going to be making right. money. So I don't know if this is something I want to, you know, come out to right away, but I'll listen it out. But I'm not, I I really told him I'm not a client right now. Right. And 45 minutes into that conversation, I realized I'm coming to a retreat. Now the question (laughs) was whether or not I was coming to it, you know, sooner or later. Right. I said, well, when's your next one? He said, well, it's in a couple of weeks. So it was literally a week after I was done with my job. And I said, all right, well, that one's definitely out. You know, I can't be doing that. I'm taking the month. I knew I was going to take the month of February off just Mm -hmm. to kind of just take a little bit of rest and he said the next date, and it was a couple months out. So I said, you know what, let me pray about it tonight. I'll tell you tomorrow. I'll give you a decision. And the next morning, it was pretty clear. I'm, I'm coming to this retreat in mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. So I did. Pulled the trigger, went mm-hmm. out to the retreat, started my... That was the next chapter of my life, was, you know, in, in, a, in a room full of uh, other Christian entrepreneurs and salesmen. And uh, yeah, it was, it was life-changing, life life-transforming. It was the best, really, three days of my life as far as just... Me just becoming a more wholesome individual. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of the, the rest is history. I was a client with them for five months and then ended up getting hired on with them okay. um, in July of 2019 nice. and been there ever since. So so now, yeah, I just sell the retreats. Mm-hmm. I uh, do some coaching. I do lead content at the retreats. And we were just told, uh, or I was just told at the last retreat that we are going to bring one to Wichita nice. in September. So we're going to test out the model here locally where I'm going to run most of the content. And the leader is going to, Justin Janowski, he's going to come out and support kind of like I've been doing for him out Mm -hmm. in Colorado Springs.
1: Awesome. So, yeah, I've got a a lot of questions. So, yeah. um, How big is the team right now? What does that look like?
0: Yeah. So right now we have, uh, there's four of us. Mm -hmm. So uh, Justin and myself lead in the sales department. And Mm -hmm. then he obviously leads everything Mm -hmm. from top down as well. Uh, we have a girl named Karina that's an executive assistant, and we have a guy named David. He's out of Houston, and he's our video, audio, uh, yeah. does all the pictures in the video. Which and are really all awesome. Social media marketing. Yeah. yeah, he does a phenomenal job. He's a lot of fun, and he just got a uh, um, drone yeah so it's we're gonna cool be cool footage yeah. <laughs> yeah playing with
1: that a little bit yeah where where are the retreats at right now
0: colorado springs, colorado springs. and wichita yeah. is gonna be the first one in september okay um and we do have one planned to go to houston very cool david has a uh, space down there that uh, we're pretty excited about taking advantage of a guy that has like a ranch yeah and we're gonna go out there four wheelers and just yeah, a yeah. bunch of fun stuff be a
1: little bit different in each location but that's pretty yeah cool.
0: yeah yeah
1: very cool um So is everybody located, I guess, so you're in Wichita, obviously. Are they all in Colorado Springs, or where's the rest of the team located at?
0: So David's in Houston, and uh, the other two, Justin and Karina, are in Colorado Springs.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, And can you just talk a little bit more about the retreats? So how long they are, kind of what kind of content they consist of?
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, we we work with Christian men that are in sales and entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. and the content that we teach is around leadership, sales and relationships. So we get the business and then also getting into the the personal life. Um, And it's the idea is it's all Christ centered. So, you know, how, how would Christ show up in this role in this position? And really it's all just a lot of influence, right? So Mm -hmm. when we think about relationships, there's a lot of how to have those conversations, the tough ones, um, how to lead our children, how to lead our, our wives, Um, and then when it comes to business, it's really the same thing. And Mm -hmm. what we're finding is we're just giving men space to get away from all their distractions. So God can do what he really wants to do with them. And that's really what we're seeing happen where (laughs) a lot of times the direction things go at a retreat are really out of our hands and our control. Um, but that's the beauty of it. Sure. And it's happened every single time we had 40 men come out last year. That's incredible. Our first retreat this year, we had, uh, I believe we had 10 there, eight clients, because two of them are going to be people we're bringing onto our team mm. at some point, hopefully. Nice. Um, so, anyways, so I guess that 50 total now that have come out and it's uh yeah it's been transformative for every single individual so far
1: so how many have how many do you have a year and like when are they are they equally spaced for the year what's that look like
0: yeah so we're taking a couple months off right now because Justin's having his second child Mm. having a baby due at the end of this month so we're pretty excited about that so we're going to take yeah (laughs) yeah hopefully he'll listen to this Mm -hmm. and hear that uh but we're taking off March and April but about every month we have something going on Very cool. um either foundational retreat or we have more of like what's called a mastermind retreat just a little higher level um, as far as diving deeper into the content that we already teach.
1: Yeah. With you coming on as a branch in Wichita, how has the traction been? Has it been hard to get people on board or anything like that here? What's the response been?
0: It's been pretty solid. Um, I think with bringing a retreat here, that's going to be more exciting uh, for the community. Uh, really, it's 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 up to me to make it exciting, right? Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of sales and entrepreneurship. So, it's connecting and networking and uh, just getting involved in ways that allow you access to yeah. individuals that would be a good fit. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's it's been really good. I mean, a lot of uh, my sales have been coming from my previous world of, of vector yeah. marketing and sure. a lot of connections over there. Um, but yeah, we are definitely gaining some traction here. Uh, cool. But exciting. realizing just getting out in the community and networking more and being more involved, just those connections organically happen and, and it's not so much about looking for the next person to sell
1: to, but it's right. about building great relationships and then just seeing what God has for it from Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Very yeah. cool. And I can definitely help. Yeah. <clears throat> between this podcast and just kind of promoting the event and everything coming up. So very cool. cool. Um I guess do you have anything else on Faith to Influence you'd like to cover? Um yeah. Any thoughts that are popping in your head? Um
0: well, it's it's definitely been eye-opening as far as the reception and the outcomes of the retreat. So, mm-hmm. um, really realizing that a lot of men have a lot of brokenness yeah. that goes un, undealt with, unresolved, and it really ends up turning into very unhealthy lifestyles, mm-hmm. and especially really successful men. Um, a lot of times will look like they have it all together, and mm-hmm. a lot of times that's what we see, but the re- truth and reality is they're still human, and they still have some brokenness, and sometimes some really dark spaces or places that they just don't go. They don't. Yeah. F- a lot of times we're finding that men just don't feel safe even in their own church to bring some of these things out. Right you know, definitely not to their wives, definitely not to their kids. And a lot of times they're leading all the time. So they just don't have that, that right. environment, that space. And so this retreat really allows individuals um, to come out and really just let it all out and really deal with it. Yeah. And when we do that, there's just this, there's this healing that happens and they really do leave change because of that. And I think what I'm seeing is when they share that suffering, that mm-hmm. pain with others, others relate with that emotional experience and there's just this community that's created every single retreat after the three days it's like it's a brotherhood yeah those individuals are like we're going to be in it for life and it's because of that shared emotional experience and you find that a lot of men struggle with the same things and um it's it's just it's eye-opening it's enlightening it's also like convicting for me to get out there and help more men yeah. really deal with those things, whether it's through a retreat or just talking right. it out. A lot of times just my, my sales conversation with an individual will do that for them yeah. to where they are opening up with things that they may never told anybody before type sure. of deal. So.
1: Yeah, it's important to be vulnerable. And I think, I mean, kind of like you said it, the most successful people are my, maybe the people that hide it the most, but if you don't have a safe space to kind of do that, it builds up and the world tells us to be strong men, like don't show your emotions on your sleeve, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's a good, awesome opportunity for people. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so we are going to mix it up just a little bit. Um, we got some kind of generic questions, and then mm-hmm. I'm curious to see kind of what you love about Wichita being kind of a transplant. been here a while, but a transplant. Yeah. So um, starting off, what is something you often recommend to people? Um, podcasts you like, books you like to read or listen to, that kind of thing. So I have
0: an interesting recommendation, and it's a book that – I, I always recommend it's yeah. uh, outside the Bible. Obviously yeah, yeah. there's all the, uh, uh, I th- I heard somebody say one time, all the great books, if you just track what they are saying, it's all biblical. Yeah. So that is one reason why I believe what I believe, just because I haven't found anything to be untruth yeah. <laughs> in biblical principles. If sure. you follow it, life gets better. Um. So that being said, uh, there's a book called everyday greatness. Okay. And, it's an interesting. It's, it's so it was put together by um, Stephen uh, Covey. Okay. Yeah. And but it, it's like it's a mixture of stuff. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like Reader's Digest stories under a title of like um, character traits. Sure. And then it's got questions
1: in there and quotes,
0: but it's just really like really fruitful. So that's yeah, one I'll, book I'll I always
1: I always throw out there for sure. Cool. And yeah. I'll definitely link that up so people can find that. Cool. One. Um, what is your favorite failure in any aspect of your life?
0: So I would say actual, actual
1: failure. How everyone. Yeah. How everyone interpret it.
0: Yeah. So what comes to mind would be my divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the most painful thing I'd been through, but at the same time, um, most rewarding in a way that it opened my eyes up to, one, how selfish I was through mm-hmm. that experience, um, how passive I was to where, um, I would just wasn't playing the role that I was supposed to play. Wasn't sure. leading my wife at the time and my son. And, uh, a lot of that passivity has come out from the going to a retreat. Yeah. Uh, actually the first retreat with faith influence had someone kind of call me out a little bit. Yeah. And ever since then I realized, Oh yeah. That's kind of how I've been this entire time. Yeah. So I would say that it, it just, it helped me realize, you know, how to really unconditionally love somebody. Right. Um, I uh, was getting some counseling through an email and it was a guy that helps people going through divorce and mm-hmm. he was trying to sell me product every time. I got the email at the end of the email, right? Mm-hmm. Well, his emails were counseling me enough. I didn't need it. And <laughs> I remember one email, it was uh, talking about, how many marriages end in divorce, the sure. first marriages, you know, it's over 50%. And then it said, well, after the first one, you know what you want in the second one, right? So after the second person, you you know, you should have a higher state togetherness rate, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it actually goes up. So the second marriage is the number's like 60, 70%. Mm. And it goes, okay, well, after two of these things, you definitely know what you need in that other person, right? You know what you really like and what you really dislike. You're going to really yeah. nail it in the third one, right? And the truth is it continues to go up the divorce rate number goes up. When you get Mm -hmm. to fourth or fifth, it's like 95% aren't going to work out. And so he said, the common factor in all this, you. And it hit me. Yeah. Because at that point, when I was reading that email, I was pointing the finger. Sure. Pointing the finger. Talking about all the stuff on her side. And I realized, nope, there's a lot of things I need to own here. And, it just started being revealed to me, all the different things, different, different times when we were just in argument or in conflict that I just made the bad move. I made a wrong move. And I look back on it like, man, is that really, did I really show up in unconditional love in that moment? Now it's not to say we're supposed to be perfect, but at the same time, a lot of opportunity for me to grow. So it was like, man, every day there was just different experiences coming to me that I I realized, man, I could have been a lot better in that scenario. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's really hard. I mean, I obviously haven't been through anything like that, but you you come out a stronger man and you found, I mean, you found this path and yeah, you can, you can teach others so they yeah. can learn from you. Right.
0: And that's, that's the other part of it. Um, since then, I've been able to talk to some people going through some things and for sure, it's like, No. Like, let's, let's find a way to work this thing out. Yeah. And how are you showing up? Right. Cause whenever I get in those conversations, um, and unfortunately this happens a lot of times with, you know, circles of, of men and buddies yeah. where they get into these things and we're given the wrong advice, right. right? We're saying, Oh yeah, dude, you know, she's not treating you right. right she, exactly. it's yeah. like, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to actually be on her team just as much as I am on and your team Truth because I'm on, yeah, I'm on team marriage, yeah. not on team you because that's there's so much power in that and there's so much brokenness that comes from that separation right. that really goes on forever like i'm still feeling the effects of it 10 years later mm-hmm. right with that i still wrestle that with my son 10 years later, right. there's still things there and it probably will never go away. It's going to be something right. that I have to always deal with. And you don't realize that though in the moment, you sure. think it's going to get easier and get better. And in some ways it's gotten even tougher. Right. And so just realizing that, um, Hey, there's a better way. And yeah. let's try our all, like put our, all, all our, you know, chips on the table for trying to keep this thing together.
1: Right. What is your definition of success? Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a uh, great question. I would say my definition of success is really living a life that is in alignment with your calling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I would say my younger self, right, would be the materialistic answer. And now I, I think... From a materialistic point of view, you could be, you know, dirt broke mm-hmm. and still living a successful life. At that your calling. Sure. And I do believe that we all have a different calling and a different purpose. Mm-hmm. And when we fully live that out and find it, that that is success. Yeah. And I love uh, for each one of us, we know what that is. And when you find someone doing it, you know it. Sure. There's something special. There's a light. There's a joy. There's a there's a peace. Yeah. That is unexplainable.
1: Sure. Just to tag on to that, how would you, if somebody doesn't know what their calling is, how would you advise them or kind of mm-hmm. help help them through that?
0: Mm-hmm. So, from you know my my belief is that we all are created with that inside of us. Mm-hmm. We're all created on purpose for a purpose, and so I feel like our Creator puts this yearning in us mm-hmm. for that thing, whatever that may be. Um, and I, I think most people know. I think most people know mm-hmm. they just may be scared to admit it. Yeah. They may be scared to voice it, to tell people about it, because most of the time, if not all the time, I would say our callings are scary. Yeah callings uh, initiate fear and anxiety because a lot of times they're bigger than us yeah 100% they're hard um, for me right now you know some of the things I'm being called to even now at this mm-hmm. point in my life it's like I don't know if I would want to go there if I was choosing where I'd want to go and s- like right. I think a lot of times we, we we seek passivity we seek things that are just easy yep. just by nature at some yeah. level Least but, resistance. But, but to be our best self to really live that Fulfilled life, uh, we're called to things bigger. So I think I think most of us know it's just um, really surrendering to it. Sure. Because um, sometimes it may not be that exciting. Yeah. It may be less than what the world's telling us is our best. Yeah. Or what the world has for us. Um, but we know, and it's just surrendering to that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I just read a book called I can't remember the author. He's a pastor, I think, somewhere in Texas. But it's called The Last Arrow. And he talks about finding that calling and then, like, don't leave any arrows in the quiver Mm. when it's your time to go. And I think that was pretty cool. I love it.
0: Nothing left on the field. Yeah, exactly. No no fuel
1: in the tank. Exactly. Um, Tell me about a life motto that you live by, or what is some of the best advice you've received?
0: So... And this goes back to my Vector days, uh, mm-hmm. listening to... We used to have this little library. Uh, it's called Vector Connect, and you get on there and you listen to talks. I used to do it all the time. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the one of the best quotes that I pulled away was, whenever you feel like you've done enough, do one more. I like that a lot. And the truth is we can always do one more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? uh, you think about it, and I used to do, apply this to the gym. I used to do that before I heard this quote and realize that's kind of who I was uh, as an athlete. It was always just a little extra. I didn't do a lot extra, but just a little bit. Yeah. And doing that little extra, it definitely adds up. One more phone call, right? One more sales meeting, one more conversation. It's that one more. You just never know what can come from one
1: more. Absolutely. What's a habit that you've developed over the past few years that's most improved your life?
0: So I'd definitely say in this last year, it's been prayer. Yeah. And I will say that, uh, so growing up, you know, I I was always, I grew up in a believing household, so Mm -hmm. I always really believed and always would just pray, and I had, like, childlike faith, right, that Mm -hmm. the Bible talks about. And I would say, over the last year, it's gone back to that. Yeah. And I really hadn't had that since I'd been an adult, and I I think it's interesting how when we get into adulthood, we almost just get into this, like, realistic perspective, and we're very logical. Sure. And so I... I saw that in my life, like affecting my prayer life, where I just wasn't praying for the things that were supernatural. And this last year, I've just been praying over everything, every conversation, everything that was just heavy or deep or even even some simple things, too. I think there's no such thing as something too little. And so it's just bringing all those things Mm -hmm. to prayer and letting God work. And uh, he does. Absolutely. He's faithful. So I would say that's the biggest habit for me is just being more mindful of opportunities to pray.
1: Yeah. So what does that look like for you? Just kind of out of curiosity and...
0: Yeah. So whenever I do sales conversations Mm -hmm. with an individual, typically pray going in and pray coming out. Mm -hmm. So that just is a a little bit of a habit. Yeah. Not perfect on it, but most of the time on that one. And then just anytime I feel like there's just something just heavy yeah it gives me a little anytime i feel a little bit of stress or anxiety over anything that's i'm like nope i'm gonna pray about yeah, it because powerful. i don't want to carry it mm-hmm. and that's what i was doing before i was carrying a lot of things and trying to figure it all out now i just say all right god you brought me to this thing i'm gonna pray you're gonna get me through it yeah right or if not then you right. have another plan but i'm gonna trust so it's just a lot of that is it's just that conversation yeah right? i tell i talk to people all the time um, you know, want to have a better relationship with a guy, So how long you talk how often are you talking to him? Right. And if you're talking to someone else when you're talking to him, then you're not having the relationship you should have with him. Right. And so prayer is our access to that conversation. And um, you know, you have a better relationship with someone, you trust them more. Yeah. And things are better for both sides. And yeah. that's that's what I found through prayer.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think I've been on the other side of that where I as far as carrying the heavy stuff and I'm like, oh, I can do it myself. Like I can handle this. Like I, I'm strong enough for this, but it's like it's not about that. It's about yeah. trusting and giving it up.
0: Yeah, and even if you can handle it, why not? Yeah. Seek the one that can handle all. Right. So, Created everything for yeah.
1: sure. Um, so just a couple questions about Wichita now. Do you have a favorite part of Wichita or a hidden gem in Wichita?
0: Hmm. So I will say for entertainment, mm-hmm. I found Mosley Street melodrama mm. to be what I've appreciated yeah. anytime I need to just really get some good authentic genuine entertainment. Yeah. Um it's good stuff. I accidentally found them by yeah. the way. My so I had to go an extra semester at Newman cuz mm-hmm. I missed a humanities class of mm. all things. So I had to take intro I took intro to theater. Okay. I
1: took that my freshman year which I stayed <laughs> nice. and that's the only reason I went to Mosley Street as well. <laughs> okay.
0: That's so funny, right? That's great. We're just seeing this revealed right now, but true. Yeah. Uh, I needed to go see a live drama mm-hmm. and it looked good. You know, at least it had some humor in yeah. it. And I sat at a candle lit table for two by myself and watched this thing. And it was awesome. It's it was super entertaining. Yes. And I've been back, you know, I go, I try to go as often as I can, mm-hmm. but I go at least three or four times a year That's and awesome. always invite people to it. Uh, so yeah, that would, that would be my, my my
1: hidden gem. That's a good one. No one's mentioned that on here before. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, is there anything you wish Wichita had that it doesn't, or what would you improve about Wichita?
0: Mm, that's a great question. Uh, I would say... So, actually, it's interesting you ask that question because I'm working on it. Hmm. Um, I'm going to... So, we... I started a, a monthly worship movement mm-hmm. night. Uh, it's called ICT Worship. hmm and they just launched uh, last two weekends ago, mm-hmm. last weekend of February. And ICT stands for In Christ Together. Mm-hmm. So we kind of did a little riff off yeah. of the play know. on it yeah. So it's cool, and we got a cool little logo. It's like yeah. the Wichita flag, but it's like a person worshipping the cross. Sure, you know and like that's really cool. So, so that but I came together with a couple of young uh, ladies in town that they're really running that. Mm-hmm. So my vision and their vision was pretty similar. Um, there is a little bit of a difference, and that is that I want to have clean, safe entertainment right. where somebody in their 20s can go out on a Saturday night, still have a lot of fun, Yeah, but it be clean, sure. not have to be Yeah, typical stuff that yeah. uh, I've, I've found that Wichita offers. And so I'm li- working on getting uh, some comedians that are like clean comedians to sure. town. Uh, And then other just other things that are just good, safe entertainment that we can send our teenager off to and know that they're getting good, clean entertainment. If I'm in my 20s, clean entertainment. If I'm in my 80 and I want to go get entertained, not, you know, deal with any drama. This is a place to go. So. I I I'm just working on this literally this just came up this week. That's really uh, cool. I think we're going to call it ICT Entertainment mm-hmm. and maybe stay with the in Christ together situation yeah, cool. and make it Christ Center, but it's going to be a little bit more uh, attracting all types.
1: Awesome, that's yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, you have yeah. to keep me updated on that. For that's sure. really cool. Yeah. Um so just one more question, what does Wichita mean to you?
0: Well, I'd say one more year, it it, it I've been here longer than anywhere else. Well, yeah. At least tied, yeah. Now it'll be longer, so it'll be easy. wow. Yeah. So it's home, really. Um, what 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 attracted me to the to the place was was all the green. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a, a landscaping father. He owned a, couple, uh, a company mm-hmm. uh, in Arizona, and so there's not a lot of green out there. It's all yeah. desert. So coming out here, I love the green, but really it was the people. I uh, interacting with the individuals mm-hmm. here when I first visited. It was like, man, these people out here are just like they're friendly. And compared to Western United States, where it's a little bit higher pace, and there's just it doesn't seem like there's a lot of connectedness and right. so coming out here, I just felt that I felt just more of this um, just love for your neighbor, yeah, so I'd say that's really what I appreciate most about Wichita, and that's what I think of when I think of why am I still here it's uh you just have a heart for the people mm-hmm. and um the community just seems to. Want to love each other and want to yeah, encourage each other and help each other uh, grow and, and rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, uh, I see that and I want to help all do that. And so I feel like, uh, you know, I'm called to help those that don't have the necessary resources to yeah. do
1: that, to, to start bringing that to them. So nice. Yeah, I think we have something special here. So, yeah. I uh, really appreciate it. Daniel, you know, this was fun. Um, where can people find more about you? Um, social media, email or whatever you want to promote. Um, and then Faith to Influence, where can people find that?
0: Yeah, so f- the Faith to Influence is pretty simple. It's just faith the number 2 mm-hmm. influence.com. Um we have uh, basically all of our social media links on there, so it's mm-hmm. easy to look up uh, look us up there and then if if someone is interested, they can click on um, signing up for a uh, mm-hmm. discovery call we call them to see if it's a good fit sure. and uh, let them know about what's going on in upcoming uh, retreat dates mm-hmm. uh, for myself just Dana Rivera you'll probably pull me up yep. most places cool. so yeah
1: Yeah, and I'll link up those all the links we talked about the books and definitely the retreat and that kind of thing so. absolutely cool. appreciate it, man thank you yeah, thank you thank you for listening to this episode of the Witch Show podcast if you enjoyed please share it with a friend and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you use I'm putting all the podcasts on YouTube now as well. And we'll start doing video podcasts for some episodes in the future. So go to Wichita Life Podcast on YouTube and subscribe today. If you want to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page. Thanks for the listen.